0: guys joe here the man who likes the new merchant voice just as almost just as much as i did back in 2004 and i'm here to talk about ufc 287 hotline miami edition it was actually a pretty good card i thought i i really don't have any very many complaints outside of who won but you really can't control that um i I thoroughly enjoyed my time with the fights so enough talk let's get to the fights Cause main event the fourth fight and probably not the last Israel Adesanya Alex Pereira. early on I thought Alex was doing a good job he was kind of forcing Izzy to lead the dance something he isn't the best at and that's not a knock on Izzy because counter strikers typically hate having to be the one to lead uh Yoel Romero made Adesanya lead the dance it's you know that fight that fight happened um, a- Anderson Silva is one of the, like the big comparisons people make to Izzy and he hated being forced to lead the dance hated being on the front foot so I thought it was kind of smart to kind of make him do that while chopping away at low kicks whenever he could second round he kept the low kicks up started upping the pressure and it looked like he kind of staggered him with like a kick to the leg it like Izzy's like, leg was hurt for a second he starts swarming he has him stationary looks to swarm landing some big shots on like the arms some of them maybe hit the chin but he's kind of loading up real hard on him Big overhand right from Izzy out of nowhere. Boom. Pahita goes down and he's out. Adesanya is now one in three, which doesn't sound great still to me, against Alex Pahita. In fairness, the first kickboxing matchup, I believe it was the first one, he lost a BS decision. I thought Adesanya won the fight. Second one, he was winning, gets flattened by a left hook. Third fight, he was winning, gets knocked out. It It just is what it is, you know? Sometimes, it's like uh, Leon Edwards going into the third Usman fight. I said that <laughs> Usman had won like 90% of their fight, you know? It's just kind of how it is, like 90% of all the time they've spent together. And uh, now it's probably a little closer to 50-50, I suppose, but um, yeah, it's just kind of how it is for Izzy. He's been the better fighter, basically, the whole time. It, it was It's weird. Middleweight was in such a weird spot, and you know, here we go. Izzy's the champ again. Um, so I actually got a ton of flack for their third fight because I thought it was boring, you know? Uh, but I rewatched it, like, that day after seeing people kind of, like, not like my opinion on it. I was Like, I'll re-watch it. I don't really don't want to, but I will. It's not that bad of a fight. It's pretty good. Um, it's fine. Um, I'm an openly an Izzy hater. Uh, he's really cringy to me. Like, really, really cringy. And just, like, his personality, uh, like, you know, clearly I, you know... I like some anime but i'm not like a big anime head and all the anime he references i'm not a fan of so it just comes off really cringy and like trying too hard to me and sometimes when he fights i think they're boring like some of his fights are pretty boring and i love technical strikers it just he just doesn't do it for me um that said i thought he looked i thought it was a pretty good comeback win i think he needed this win it's good for him to win i picked him to win Uh, i thought he was gonna win not this way but uh you know, it's really good for him to win. Uh, I wanted Alex to win because, you know, hater, hater at heart. But it's fine. You know, uh, I'm, I'm okay with Izzy winning. I think he did a great job in finding the opening. Because he said he played possum. And I don't know if that's my hater vision is just saying that's BS. But I don't know. Uh, he, he at least was hurt to the leg, I think. I think he he, he might the shots to the chin might have hit, like, shoulder and stuff like that because he was covering up pretty well. So he might have been talking about that and, like, waiting for the opportunity just to blast him. It's because it's kind of similar to what happened in the end of the first round in their last fight. Um, I, I don't know. I think he just kind of got put in that stationary spot by the low kick, and Alex just thought that was a good enough opening to swarm on. Um, so, but this fight was good. I thought Izzy did a good job, and uh, I am still a hater, as I've said. So who knows? Maybe this fight's actually an all-time classic. I don't know. But um, great knockout, though. I don't think Izzy has, like, a ton of one-punch power Dude, he He flattened him with that shot just flattened him great shot great counter shot that's the stuff you know izzy fans love to see they want to see him get the knockouts and hey man sweet i got a lot of, i know a lot of izzy fans they're all pumped about this props to you you know good good job but uh my big question is what, what do you do with this division though do you have rob fight him again i mean i'm okay with the third fight because i thought he won the second fight but this middleweight needs new blood or something i this needs something middleweights hurt hurting right now, I think. But in the co event, we might have seen the last of Street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal. Street Jesus, as I prefer to call him. Um, he took on Gilbert Burns and just got whooped on, I thought. I thought he lost the striking. And he was clearly out-grappled for three rounds. I thought he clearly lost the striking, but I've seen some kind of discourse on Twitter and stuff like that. Gilbert landed some massive bombs on Masvidal. Nothing. They seem to hurt him, but, like, not put him out. And that chin is really something on Masvidal then. uh, Because I think Gilbert is probably the hardest hitter in the division. He has, like, semi-trucks for hands. It's crazy. I think you can argue he's the hardest hitter. I personally think he is, but I'm sure people will probably, like, say, like, other people, like, Usman hits really hard, too, so... But after the fight, Moscato called it a career, which he hinted he was probably gonna do it if he lost. And uh, you know, the dude doesn't have the perfect record in latter years. I thought a lot of people were kind of souring on him. But I hope we remember him as this secretly really crafty striker that was almost masquerading as a brawler. Everyone thought he was like this this big, big dumb brawler that was like you know street boxer from like you know Street Fighter kind of thing. But no, he was he actually had some like really cool techniques, game plans, strategies in there really 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 crafty in his striking just wasn't the craftiest but he was secretly like incredibly intelligent when he was striking Um, i hope we remember him for that stuff instead of the prima donna he kind of was in his later career but best of luck to you in retirement jorge um the dude seriously just mad slick in his striking so uh he's a guy that like if i get the pull-up tape on him i'm pretty happy he's got a lot of fun stuff in there and gilbert burns wants a title shot and he says if he doesn't get it he's quitting so uh, I guess we'll see Gilbert in PFL, because I think they're going to... Well, actually, they might. They're probably going to pass on Belail again. Anyways, for what the fight I thought was going to be fight of the night wasn't, Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez at Bantamweight, the best division, of course. And uh, I'm super high on Yanez. I, I was going in. I still am. He's young. Things happen. But uh, and he, I thought he was looking pretty decent against Font. Font was using his jab, which I brought up in the preview show, that Yanez has some trouble early on with, like, straight shots. He wants to kind of counter with, like, these big loopers and, because, like, that's, like, his big thing. is like, his really good counter hooks and, like, really pretty good head movement or pretty good head movement, good uppercuts and he loves to attack the body and stuff like that and Font was just kind of picking him apart with the not picking him apart, but landing the jab a good amount keeping the jab in there, the straight shots were kind of giving him some trouble but Yanez is starting to try and time the upper, you know and uh, Yanez also landing some really good shots in there uh, Font's been criticized for his chin, not been knocked out in his last two fights, but he was dominating the striking in his last two fights, would get hit by a big, clean shot, go flying across the ring like a cartoon, and then would like be so hurt he just loses like the next round or two or three. And it happened in the Jose Aldo fight and the Cheeto Vera fight in his last two, which he lost by decision because he was winning, gets hurt, the guy takes all the momentum back up until... Font comes back, gets hurt, here it is again. It, it was just kind of like that rinse and repeat in both those fights. Um, so his chin has been criticized, but he took some really hard shots here by Yanez, who has a great, great power punch, and uh, was in there good. So the time off definitely really helped him out there, because he took over a year off, I believe, uh, like to kind of rest his body and everything like that. Worked out fantastic for the 35-year-old. Um, and the, so the jab's working out. Yanez is looking to time it. Font starting to notice this. And so he goes for a mix-up, because Giannis swings, like, big wide hooks. His hooks come from, like, here and in. They'll even, like, kind of reach. So he steps in on the inside angle, gets in the single collar clinch, starts dirty boxing a bit, lands a big uppercut, hurts Giannis. They both throw right hands, and boom! Fonts lands, puts Giannis down out with that shot. Wild, wild KO in a really fun fight for as long as it lasted. I wish it was longer, but hey, you know beggars can't be choosers. It was a really, really good fight, and I love Giannis. But hey, man, I like Rob Font too. So, in uh, this division, I just want to see good, good fights, and that's what this division does. It just puts on good fights. It seems like um, good win too. Because Font has snapped a two-fight losing streak. But there's a lot on this card, and I got there's, I could talk about this card all day. It was so much fun to me. Kevin Holland, he broke my heart man. just uh, knocked out my boy, Santiago Panzanibio in the third round. Good fight. I thought Kevin Holland's range was really kind of dictating the fight. Something I, once again, suggested would happen in the uh, preview show. Go watch that if you haven't. Go watch all the preview shows. We do a good job, I think. Uh, Christian Rodriguez beat uh, Raul Rosas Jr. in a great upset. I'm going to feel bad saying this because the kid's like 18, you know? He was probably, what, like, what do kids do? Play Fortnite? Probably playing Fortnite on the bus or something like that on his phone bragging about how he's in the UFC, man. Like, it's kind of the dream, you know what I mean? He's living the dream. But uh, he was really wearing on me (laughs) with just, like, his cockiness coming into this fight, so I was really rooting for Rodriguez to, like, you know. And also, it's really fun seeing, like, a Dana White hype machine get, like, Dethrones, like, seeing, like, Sage Northcutt lose back in the day, who seems like a great kid. Seeing Sage Northcutt lose back in the day, oh, felt so good back. Um, so this one felt pretty good. <laughs> so Christian Rodriguez beat him up, I thought. Uh, second and third round just whooped on him. He looked like he was going to finish him a couple times, too, on the ground. Um, but that being said, with... All, 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 I keep going like a stoner. I'm, Sp- I'm Mexican. I should... Get this down. Robert Russell Jr., the thing with him is it's probably just an immaturity thing. I'm not trying to knock on the kid too hard. You know, I mean, it's not it's not too fair. I don't think it's fair of me, a guy who turns 29 in, what, two months? you would be coming up uh, to really rag on him, but, you know, it, it just is what it is. It's just an immaturity thing. I'm sure he won't be like that forever. Uh, the big question is why are we letting an 18-year-old fight men? Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's a little weird, but at the same time, you know, if we, we let 18-year-olds play in, like, the NFL, if we let them play, I don't know how it is with, like, MLS, or not MLS, but, like, um, like soccer leagues in Europe and stuff like that, so I don't know what their, like, minimum age is. I know this is a combat sport, but you can have an 18-year-old box, I believe, like, 90% sure, so I, I don't know, I, I wonder if that's something we'll look at, like, 10, 15 years in, down the line, but it's definitely interesting uh, ideas and an interesting debate, I think. I'm kind of on the fence on it. Myself because Chase Hooper was getting good wins for a minute. I still love dude. Chase Hooper's mega boy material. Um, Calvin Gastelum he came back to the winning side with a really really good fun fight. I, I don't know if this was fight of the night, but it, it could have been. It was really good with Chris Curtis. Both dudes just kind of blasting each other, landing good shots. Uh, Curtis landed some good ones. Gastelum some really good ones in there. And uh, I mean I, w- I wish this fight was on the main card. It was so good. Uh, I I love when I saw this matchup. I was like, dude, put this on the main card. Raul Rosas Jr. is on the main card. Oh, man, come on. I don't know. Joe Pfeiffer, he uh, he got a very impressive win over Gerald Mearshart. It's, you know, it's a lot of people's boy. Uh, a lot of people like uh, G3. I like G3, but, man, Joe Pfeiffer got, was a really impressive win, I thought, from him. And lastly, Lupita Godinez beat Cynthia Calvillo and just extending that losing streak. I'm, I was shocked to see her on this card. I'm, I'm not trying to, like rag on a fighter i think that's really disrespectful i try not to rag on fighters too hard here even if unless i'm if i do um i'm i usually go i am openly a hater you know uh and it's usually like tongue-in-cheek you know like with izzy stuff i'm usually just kind of clowning but man i I was shocked to see her on this card like how ruthless they are with cuts and she's on this card oof you know it's kind of wild um but hey you know good for her getting a paycheck i suppose and um but, yeah, that losing streak's racking up. It's crazy how, like, she was, like, prepped for, like, the next big title run. And then, here you know, here we are. It happens to, to a lot. It just happens sometimes in the sport. Sport's very unforgiving. But that's it for me, though. I will be back next week to cover that super underrated card next week. Like, Max Holloway, Arnold Allen, of course, the main event. But no one's talking about how sweet Barboza and Quarantillo is. Oh, that sounds, that sounds great. Um, it is a pay-per-view week. Or it was, I should say. So, of course, a retro review came out. Uh, it was Pride 33. I gotta tell you, this is the most pumped I've ever been for a retro review. I, I was supposed to go to bed early that day. I stayed up because of other stuff, and I'm just sitting there watching. Like, this is the premiere, you know what? I'm gonna jump in the premiere and watch it with everybody because I was so pumped to, to cover Pride on the show. It's fantastic stuff. I hope you guys go check it out if you haven't seen it before. I'm Joe with the INC. Thank you for watching.